Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is often the case. Uh, I am your host, Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to be looking at Pokemon. So I, I've been actually watching Pokemon quite a bit lately over the last year or so. Hold on, hold on. We're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. Oh, that's right. Beer time. All over the computer. Good job, Sean. <laughs> so today is, uh, we're doing Firestone Walker 805 because uh, it's basically Sean's favorite beer. It's my favorite drinking beer. Yes, drinking beer. Yeah. It's the beer that I drink on hot days. It's been a little warm in uh, Southern California, a little humid. Not like the rest of the country, but it's humid for Southern California, so keep your complaints to yourself there, rest of the country. I don't know. It's a weather tax, but... Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to be an old man talk about weather. Let's talk about Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. So, so you and I, I think, are going to come at this from probably kind of different directions today. Yeah. From the get-go, Pokemon is the anime, it's the cartoon, it's Japanese anime, um, based on the video game that came out in 97? So, well... 96? The game originally in Japan came out February 27th in 96, and then in the US, Red and Blue came out uh, September 28th of 98. Uh, And then uh, Yellow got released um, in Japan in, uh, like, the month before that, and then in the US in 2000, but... Yeah, then the so, show came out a little bit later to kind of capitalize on that. Yeah, the show came out in 1998 in America, and it followed the it followed the adventures of Ash, Ash Ketchum. Yeah, Ash Ketchum, who is probably one of the world's worst Pokemon trainers. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, just as a little background, um, this game the game was developed by Game Freaks um, Ninten- and, and Nintendo together. And, and Nintendo together. The guy who created Pokemon. God, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is uh, Satoshi. Satoshi uh, Tajiri. He's the di- it's directed by him, but it was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, who of course is you know Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers and Zelda, uh, F Zero, basically Pikmin, all Star Fox. That's him. Basically, um, all the original and great yeah. Nintendo games, and yeah. he created a lot of them. Created yeah. the characters. Well, and it, it was also produced by Takashi uh, Kawad. Uh, Kawaguchi, sorry, my Japanese is uh, zero. So. No, no, it's funny. Is is in the Japanese version of the show in the in the video game, you played as Red and your rival was Blue, and that was it. Red was you know, the game really has nothing to do with the with the uh, show other than the characters transfer, the the Pokemon transfer. Um, I read well, a- and well, actually, the the gym leaders from all of the gyms in the game. And a bunch of the major characters that you meet in the game are also in the show. They yeah. are encountered in chronological order as they go through. All the towns are encountered in the same order as they are in the game. Now, um, the reason I was bringing up the people that created it is because in the Japanese version of the show, uh, Ash's character was actually named Satoshi. Gary's character was named Siguru. And uh, Brock's character was Takeshi. And the way that they got the names Ash and Gary um, were they were portmanteaus of Seguru. It sort of sounds like Gary, Seguru, Gary. That so Seguru came became Gary, and Satoshi because Tashi, Ashi, whatever. It sounds like Ash kinda. So they changed the character's name to Ash. Now I remember reading an interview with uh, with Satoshi, and he was talking about why the characters were named that. In the show, Ash and Gary are rivals. Um, and, G- and Gary always seems to be one step ahead of Ash throughout the series. He's always caught more Pokemon. He's he's doing better in life. He's just better at the whole thing than than uh, Ash is. And so the reason that he named that character, the rival character, Seguru, was because of Seguru Mi- uh, Miyamoto. No, is that his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Seguru Miyamoto, because he saw he saw Take- or Takeshi. Uh, 
uh, Satoshi saw Sigeru Miyamoto as like his like idol. A rival. Yeah. He was his idol. He was right. always so like in the, in the world of video games, he was so far ahead of him. He felt like he could never catch him. Yeah, Miyamoto is like a he is video game. He, he he's is royalty. video game god yeah. and royalty all in the one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we don't want to go into too much of the game. Uh, we, we will actually just put this out here. We are going to do a short episode on just Red and Blue, uh, the Game Boy game. And we'll do that later. But we're going to do the first six episodes of Pokemon, um, which is kind of a drop in the bucket because there are, in total... 930 episodes of Pokemon. Is it and is the, it is the, it the most prolific anime of all time? Uh anime most prolific? Series? Um it's I think one of the long it has one of the most number of episodes. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's I, I think the it's the longest. It's probably up there. There are other shows that that are known for for hundreds of episodes, but this is there's nothing like this. Yeah. Um so it, it was produced the show was directed by uh, somebody different, uh two different guys and they they directed the first 158 episodes. Um, Kunihiko Yuyuma and uh, Masamitsu uh, Hidaka. Man, we're just butchering yeah, Japanese you know, names. Feel free to email Sean and no, uh, no, with no. all your complaints about my terrible Japanese. Sorry there, um, weeaboos. But <laughs> um, it was produced by Satoshi <laughs> as well, um, who's the director of the original game. But, you know, one of, one of the things that I thought was interesting was is... Um, it was all the show was produced by this guy one of the one of the guys who was the original music composer for the game who ended up being a producer director for most of the later games. Oh. His name is uh, Junichi Masuda. Um, he produced he actually composed all the the like OG uh, game music. So that I thought was kind of interesting, and it was the show was produced by this guy named Ken Sugimori, who is the character designer for the original game, and actually drew the original 150 uh, Pokemon oh, himself. Nice. He actually did all the artwork himself for them. So the first uh, 157 episodes were written by uh, this guy named Takeshi uh, Shudo, who died about six years ago, 2010, and he wrote all those episodes. So. Complaints about storyboarding, uh, you can take to his grave, I guess, Arceus, Sean. rest his soul. <laughs> um, so the, the animation studio is OLM Incorporated. They actually have a ton of stuff that they did. Steel Angel, uh, Oh My Goddess, my personal favorite anime and manga of all time, which is Berserk um, by Kentaro Mura. The same it, studio, so the same studio that did Pokemon also did, did Berserk. Berserk. That's right. Probably one of the most violent animes of all time. Uh, and, ma and manga, yeah. Um, we don't, we're, we're not going to go down that road, but I, I'm, I'm petitioning Sean for us to maybe do Berserk later. Um, That's it was, not a it was, show that children should watch. I, this is a show for adults, too, Sean. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was licensed by four kids in the U.S., and they did dubbing from 92 to 2012. And they did the first dub... Their first dub that they ever did was the first eight seasons of Pokemon, and they also did Yu-Gi-Oh. So if the dubbing sounds really similar, uh, that's probably why. They probably had a had a team of uh, they, of yeah voice actors, of, of, yeah, of voice actors. Uh, I remember when this show, the, the, this cartoon show, very very first came on. It very first came on, and down here it was like on a sort of local channel. It's like. Uh, KCAL 9, uh, like a local show. Yeah. Like at 6 o'clock in the morning, 6, 6.30 in the morning. And I watched that, I actually watched the first, like whatever, when it very first came out in the US. And it ended up going later to Kids WB when I think it got national exposure. Yeah. Um, you, know what's, you know what's weird is, is so in Japan, anime is more of a, uh, it's more of a, a, an older kid adult type well, thing. It, it can be. What, yeah, what's weird is uh, I, I, I was reading that the original broadcast time for this show was like 6.30 p.m., basically prime time. Yeah, it was like dinner time. Uh, part of like the tradition of anime, I mean, we don't really need to go down that discussion too far, but... You know, post World War II, they didn't have a ton of space for like uh, like a big Hollywood studio production setup, so they could very easily set up in a ten by ten room and pump out an anime. It cost them next to nothing, and they can make a ton of money on it. And uh, so that carryover, that that kind of uh, style, just really kind of remained. It's kind of gone by the wayside, actually. It, anime has become a bit more of a niche market in Japan, even now. That is, they've they've gone on to more like. Uh, rom-coms and uh, live-action dramas and action and stuff like like we have here in the West, but they it kind of started kind of in a different route. Yeah. Um, so 
Let's, uh, before, before we jump into the actual episodes, um, so you were talking about how you watched it on early mornings. Um, yeah. do you, what do you remember about it? Do you remember as a, as a kid, as your, as your, this came out, this came out in 98, so we were 12? Uh, no. 12, 13? No, so if it came out in 98, oh, no. we were technically, uh, high school. Oh, that's right. No, so we were, we were like 16, 15, 16. Yeah, I was kind of like not the, the coolest kid, um. Oh, stop. Yeah, I know. It's a big surprise, right? Nothing's um, changed. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was not uncommon for me to have my Game Boy at school with me or to like be um, be hanging out with other kids who were playing Final Fantasy VII on their laptop in the math building. So I was like not super cool at first. I, I also hung out with like uh, punk kids and other stuff. So I, I had like blue hair and wore shredded camo and all kinds of other... <laughs> Dumb nonsense. I'm just you. picturing it right now. Oh, you you don't need to. I have pictures if you want them. Oh um, God, I, I am I am not proud, but I'm I'm also not ashamed. So, <laughs> um, you know, I I remember because my my brother and my sister were really into this, and the trading cards were big, and my brother collected the trading cards like crazy. And um, my brother and I have a friend of ours named Chris who now lives up in Canada. Hey, Chris and Mandy, if you guys are listening, um, and Chris's brother and Chris and and, and my brother. We're like into collecting the Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. but Chris's brother always had these like really nice Pokemon cards, and my brother and Chris would lie to him and tell him that like Weedle and Caterpie and stuff and Pidgey were like the best cards ever, and they would trade him for his like his holographic Charizards. Yeah, yeah, his Charizards. What horrible people! And they used to do this to him all the time. What uh, the hell? You... I thought it was really funny. They, they were they did all kinds of crazy stuff together. Uh, Chris would spend the night at my house. He'd have to wear this like red hockey helmet. It was like this a thing. We were yeah <laughs> okay yeah he, he's um so so you liked the show when I was a kid. I, well, junior high, high school ish era. Yeah, I in fact I played the the games like I played the first couple. And then I stopped because, like, I was in college and I had to, like, do shit. You know, like, go to class and work and, you know, be an adult, sort of. Be a kind of adult? Be a kind of adult. I mean, I still, like, watched anime and, like, uh, watch cartoons and play video games and stuff. But I didn't have time to go to, like, a Pokemon tournament. Yeah. So that was kind of out. Well, um, when I was younger, I actually I actually really liked the show because I was really into the game. Um, I played it a lot. I played it with my friends. We, uh, we would compare each other's uh pokemon uh i had i had blue and my friend had red so when we could we would trade for the version exclusive ones like ekans and yeah because ekans yeah, is an Vol- exclusive yeah, yeah. volpix and and yeah. uh, whoever else it was so uh we would play and when the when the show came out we're like oh shit like we really like this game we we should watch this and we watched it and i remember really really liking the show yeah and Unfortunately, rewatching it, my opinion has changed slightly. Well, I, I, I mean, I have watched it kind of off and on since then. I, I watched it again. I don't know, maybe about ten years ago, and then I watched, but uh, not completely, just a few episodes and stuff. And then I, I watched it about a year ago. I watched the first like fifty episodes or so with my little one about a year ago. And then I've been watching them lately with her now. Um, she loves this show, man. She she knows all the... I mean, Pokemon Go is like a big thing right now um, as we're doing the recordings. Yeah, we record these a little bit in advance. So Pokemon Go has been out for a, almost a month. Yeah, and everybody's like losing their ever-loving mind over Pokemon Go. Yeah. And uh, I, we don't really... My wife and I don't really play it that much, but you know, if we're like walking <laughs> I, to the... I know you. Sean. I actually play it with... I play it with my girlfriend a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we, guys, every time we take a walk, every time we're... I've got some free time. Uh, we've actually gone places to play it. Yeah, I, I we don't do that much. I, I mean, I don't know. We I, all can't be as cool as me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but my but my my kid loves poke. I mean, she knows all their names. Like we're watching the episodes, and she recognizes who they are, and she she knows what's going on. And she, in fact, we we were doing swim lessons. Uh, we had a swim teacher come to the house because I have a I have a pool in my backyard, and uh, the swim well, teacher. Well, Well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but the, so the swim teacher comes over and uh, my daughter's like playing in the water or whatever, and uh, she my daughter's playing in the water and she looks up at, at my wife and she goes, "Look, mommy, I'm water bending." And then because uh, we were watching Avatar too, and then my, my wife's like, "You're not water bending." She's like, "No, it's just like Squirtle," and she's like getting them all mixed up. So it's like, Squirtle is a water bender. Well, she kind of yeah, Squirtle is kind of a gender neutral water bender, but uh, you know we, we my kid loves loves Pokemon so. Um, 
and and I don't think I had rose colored glasses much through this process. So yeah, I did, and they were shattered. So, so let's jump into episode one. And before we do, I need another one of these. Yeah, go for it. Oh, because yeah, I didn't really like this show. So episode one is called Pokemon I Choose You, and the the episodes all the episodes all seem to start. There is a little like prologue before the episode, you know, maybe two three minutes of of episode that show, and then it goes to the title screen. Uh, well, yeah. So the, there's the intro for this show is super iconic and catchy and awesome. And even if you have rose colored glasses that get shattered, the intro is still awesome, and you have to admit it. Yeah, the intro is awesome, and the exit music is awesome. It's the same um, music. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because it's and and the music that plays in game is all music fr- uh, from the show. They're they are interchangeable. Yeah. So this episode starts right off with the opening scene um, for the the opening credits when you turn on this um, the video game. Yeah, when you turn on the video game for the original Game Boy, uh, it would have the Nintendo logo and then the Game Freak logo with the stars that would come down, mm-hmm. and then it would immediately start off with that pa 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 pum, and it would be a Gengar and a Nidorino uh, fighting. Yep. And then as the Nidorino jumps at the Gengar, um, it would like fade out, and then you would get the Pokemon logo that would drop down on if it was you know Ash with like a, a Pokemon. Yeah. It was like Charizard, or I mean, a Charmander, or whatever, and it would switch through. Yeah. And this episode starts right off with that, where they're fighting. It literally, like, it literally is like the is like the four bit Game Boy looking. Yeah, with like animation the black, with a black box uh, all the way around it, and and it starts off with that. And right as the as the Nidorino jumps at the Gengar, it's like they come through the screen, and it transforms into into an, the show, into the show, and it's this kind of fairly well animated like little fight scene with the Gengar and the and yeah. the Nidorino. It's like the Pokemon League Championship. Or something. Yeah, yeah, and then it, and then the they have their little battle that they show up for a few seconds with the iconic music, and then the camera kind of pulls out, and you realize that you're actually watching a television from Ash's bedroom. Yeah, and so he's watching these this Pokemon tournament, and it's like eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and he's nerding out on Pokemon because yeah. Ash is a huge Pokemon nerd. His room is covered in Pokemon paraphernalia, Pokemon stuff everywhere he's got po- um, he's got a pokemon clock he's got yeah. pokemon dolls he's wearing pokemon pajamas and he's super excited because he's 10 years old now which is the age at which that you could go on your pokemon journey i don't I, w- I don't understand this society in which when you turn 10 years old your parents they just cut the cord and they kick you out of the house to go try and catch wild animals yeah I, alone in the forest with no money and no food no, nothing. Yeah, it's one of the things that's never made sense about the game or the show or really anything about the the, the whole concept of Pokemon is that you're 10 years old. You're 10 years old and you can leave the house and go on your journey and everyone's excited to see you go. They see you off. You get your Pokemon. They never talk about school in this, but but they do like because there's universities and stuff where people are studying, but I'm wondering if... If everybody just takes a break from schooling between the age of 10 and, like, 25 or something? It Maybe may everybody just stops doing shit for, like, 5 or 10 years, and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm going to just be an adult now? I, I don't know. but yeah. so, the know, whole- so he's stoked because he's going to go see Professor Oak for his starter Pokemon, which, if you know anything about Pokemon, the starter Pokemon traditionally are, uh, for the original red and blue and green, were Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. And you in the beginning, we don't know... Uh, and he's he's got a rival named Gary, which uh, in the game you know he has his rival as well. His you rival douche. Yeah. Now in the game, you pick first, and Gary picks second, and Gary always picks the Pokemon whose uh, uh, has type the type advantage has the type advantage in the rock paper scissor game. Yeah. But in this in in the show. Um, so he's really excited, and then he... He can't re- sleep. That's why he's up at 11 yeah, o'clock watching Pokemon. he refuses to go to bed, and he stays up late, and he dreams of picking his different Pokemon, and he throws um, his Voltorb alarm uh, across the room in his sleep, and it breaks. Yeah. And so it cuts to the morning, and there's this, like, a scene where, where there's a Dodrio uh, up on this yeah, the rooftop do- that's like a rooster. Yeah, the Dodrio rooster that's, yeah. that's crowing to let everyone know it's morning. Yeah, and so that's what wakes him up, and he, he runs down there, and... Um, so he runs into Gary, who's already out, who happens to be the grandson of Professor Oak. And Gary's already got his Pokemon. He's, he's there at this fan club. He's making fun of Ash. And Ash is too late to get his own starter Pokemon. Yeah, so here's, here's the crazy thing about that, that whole scenario. So, number one, why the hell does 
does Gary, who's also 10 years old, have a fan club? He is 10 fucking years old. He has a fan club. And also, why does Gary look like he's 20? Yeah. Number two, I guess that'd be number three then. Number three, why is Gary an asshole to Ash? We have no backstory. It's just, that's his rival. And that's... That's how he acts. He's, he acts. The, he's the Biff Tannen of the Pokemon. Yeah, world. he's a, he absolutely is Biff Tannen because <laughs> he's mean for no reason. He just he hates Ash. He thinks he's a loser. He gets there, and then so he it's there to provide conflict for the show, Sean. Yeah, this is like a binary world for children. So I think good and evil. Yeah, good and evil. So then, yeah. so then the next part that does make sense. Ash asks Gary that what what Pokemon he got, and and Gary says, "I'm not going to tell you. If you were here when you were supposed to be, you wouldn't know what whatever." So in the in the game, it's like you and the rival, and there's only two of you. In the show, there's apparently four, and this is why it doesn't make any sense just on a story level. So there's four kids from Pallet Town who are getting their Pokemon. Ash yeah. is one of them. It's Ash, Gary, and two other kids. So that, that I don't think we you I it, don't think you ever see. I don't think we ever see. So you get to so Ash oversleeps, he gets to the Pokemon whatever, the 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 place the, Professor Oak's lab. Yeah. And Gary gives him some shit. He goes into Professor Oak and he's like, "Okay, Professor, I I I know which one I'm going to choose." So he chooses Squirtle and then it's not there. So he chooses Bulbasaur, not there. And then he chooses Charmander, which is not there. Which by the way is is a weird order because in the original games uh, the order in which you would you would pick them for easiness to play the game is Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander. Yeah. However, um, give me the fire types. I always pick the fire types. Well, Char- if, if for if you're looking long game, Charmander is the best to pick for the long game because um, uh, Charizard's like really powerful for end game. But uh, but that we don't need to go down that yeah. discussion. So um, so this is the, this is the next part that doesn't make any sense. So Professor Oak, I don't know, maybe Professor Oak is a complete asshole. Professor Oak knew that there was four fucking kids coming down to get a Pokemon and did not offer the fourth Pokemon to any of the other kids. Yeah, which means that there was like a secret Pokemon, uh, an electric type that he did not offer to the other kids. And he didn't want to because he didn't want to give it to Ash either. Well, true. He was like, that. ooh, I don't know if I want to give you this one because it's really dangerous. It's unstable. Yeah, he offers him as like, a, he's like, well, this one could kill you, but you know, fuck it, I'll just give it to you anyway. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's like, he's and like, well, Ash, if you would have been here on time, it's like, wait, didn't you know there was four fucking kids that were going to show up for So Pokemon? why would it matter? Why wouldn't you have four Pokemon for the four kids that you do? What, what if Ash had shown up on time and he was just the last one to pick? Would you have been like, oh, sorry, Ash, next year? Yeah, like that made no sense. I didn't get that. Um, so as soon as he gets the poke, the the Pikachu, it's a Pikachu. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. So Pika, yeah. If you don't know anything about Pokemon, yeah. Ash has a Pikachu, the, the mascot yeah. for the entire series. So Pikachu busts out, and he immediately electrocutes Ash, um, and then again uh, electrocutes him and Professor Oak. So they end up outside, and Mom brought like half the town. I said that um, she brought the garbage patrol because it was all a bunch of sloppy ass people. Yeah, like with uh, towels on their heads, like banging <laughs> yeah. pots and pans. They're like, "Yay, um, Ash! Your which, mom paid which us five bucks." I think it's a cultural thing. Like they, you would like ward off spirits, whatever. So, um, so, so they're all there to like say goodbye. And she packs a bag of all of his stuff for him. Wait, including uh, so it's used as like a story trope later, but she packs. Rubber gloves to do laundry. Has anybody out there ever used rubber gloves to do their laundry? No, you use rubber gloves to do dishes. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I never use rubber gloves for dishes. Uh, but but whatever. I just... I didn't get that. Rubber gloves for your laundry. I it was... It was just like a weird thing to yeah. put in a kid's backpack. For- Ash, I gave you rubber gloves as a plot device. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, go go live on your own in a forest full of, like, uh, dangerous, poisonous, giant bees. But yeah. here's some rubber gloves... Honey, hope you don't fucking die. Yeah, so Ash Ash is ready to leave on his journey, and they're like, wait a minute, shouldn't the Pokemon be in the Pokeball? So he's like trying to get Poke or he's trying to get Pikachu to go in the Pokeball. And then Pikachu refuses and electrocutes Pik- everybody. Pikachu like, does like a hacky sack thing where Ash like throws the ball at him and he bats it back. And he yeah, throws several the ball times. and he bats it back. Yeah. It's like playing fucking hacky sack. He's some some stoner college student. And then yeah, he electrocutes everybody. And the whole group, the whole group of like twenty people, he electrocutes all of them. Yeah, I you know, Pikachu so so then he gets drugged by like Ash with a rope. Yeah, he ties holding the rubber gloves so yeah. that like now we use the the rubber glove thing. Yeah, um, and he so Ash tries to get a Pidgey by throwing a Pokeball at him without weakening him. Okay, so um, when he uh, when he goes, to but he the... at least gets his ball back. Yeah, that's awesome. What what world is this? Because you don't get your ball back in Pokemon like the game. You don't even get it back in the crappy Pokemon Go where you can't even do real battles. Well, here's the thing too: is that. 
is that not only do you get your Pokemon or your Pokeball back if you get the if you miss the Pokemon or if it breaks out, you also can catch a fainted Pokemon. That's like what you want to do. You want to knock the damn thing out and then catch it. Yeah, so several times at least within these first six episodes, and I think through like later ones, they knock them out until they're like completely fainted. They're fainted, yeah. And in the game, if you if they if you knock them all the way down to fainted, uh, it's, it's basically like, well, killing them. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can't get them then. But, so but, when he goes to catch the Pidgey, I wrote this down because I thought it was a hilarious line. He says, enjoy your last moments of freedom, Pidgey, because you're mine. That's pretty fucking dark. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a show about children being sent off on their own. To enslave the animals and have, have To enslave uh, animals and fights. force them to fight to the death. Yeah, well, it, I just thought it so was essentially, funny. So essentially, Ash is Michael Vick of the Pokemon world. Ash is Michael Vick. That's terrible, but true. <laughs> it's, t- it's totally true. So Pidgey uses a gust and a sand attack on Ash, and um, which... So, so sand, uh, I know this. I don't even need to write this down. I, I know this from memory. Sand attack lowers accuracy. Yep. So why why is Pidgey using sand attack and then like that's causing damage? I didn't. I don't know. Okay, whatever. That was like little like mini nerd moment where I got kind of mad. So then um, a bunch of other Pokemon show up, like a like a Rattata. Yeah, he's a Rattata that and steals then, his food bag, and yeah. apparently his Pokedex it says like sarcastic shit to him about yeah, how his Pokedex is an asshole. Yeah, like he tells I'm him Dexter. Like, no, so so Dexter the Pokedex is uh the 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 Pokedex tells him that um that Rattata essentially steal food out of dumb people's bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, hey, retard. Yeah. Dumb dude. Why are you uh, why are you leaving your bags around for all these Pokemon to steal food out of? Yeah. So what I what I noticed right away, this is like 10, 15 minutes into the episode, is for all his nerdiness and his supposed preparation. Well wait, no, he tosses before wait. that though, he tosses a rock at a Spearow too. Well he tosses rocks at everything. He throws rocks at the Rattatas, he throws rocks at the Pidgeys, and then he throws rocks at what he thinks is a Pidgey, turns out to be a Sparrow, and the Sparrow loses its shit. Yeah. No, it's I yeah. I know what you're going to say, and, and it is exemplified in every episode. Well, it's just that from, for all of his nerdiness, his poke nerdiness, and his preparation, and what you would think someone obsessed with Pokemon would do, he had, he knows nothing about Pokemon. He knows nothing about the type that they are. He knows, he knows, knows nothing about like catch what they do. When, when Professor Oak gives him the Pikachu, he doesn't even know what the fuck a Pikachu is. This kid has a room half full of Pokemon. Yeah. There's only 150 of them in the world, apparently, that they live in in the, in the original 158, 157 episodes. How does he not know one of 150? Yeah, he's... he's That's, he, he's he doesn't a- know anything, and he is a shit trainer. And, and he is arrogant as fuck, as yeah. we're going to see later. Because he will get legit advice, and he basically tells him to screw off. Yeah, he's like, I don't need your advice. I'm going to be the best trainer that ever was. Yeah, and in fact, somebody's like, well, you can't do that. That doesn't work. And he's like, well, if I just try hard enough, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the freaking... The, the, that, the, partici- like, the participation trophy generation. Well, well, it's like, well, if I just keep put, taking this square peg to put in a round hole, if I just keep banging on it, eventually it'll go in. Eventually it'll turn into a round peg because I'll have shaved all the, the yeah. uniqueness and off of it. Yeah, it's like this... Yeah, no, it's so... He's just so lazy. So um, he... So that's when he meets Misty because well, the Spiros all attack... Because he attacks the Spiro with the rock. And then the Spearow calls a shit ton of other Spearows. And they, and they attack Pikachu, and they, he's got to save Pikachu, yeah, and he runs. And he yeah. jumps into the water. Yeah, and then Pikachu gets Pikachu gets hurt by the Sparrows and by the falling and all that stuff. And so he realizes he has to get Pikachu away, so he runs into Misty, who's fishing, and he hops on her bike. He, he needs a Pokemon Center, and she tells him, oh, it's just right over there. And he's just like... Bye, bitch. I'm stealing your bike. And he's like, I'll bring it back. Bye. Yeah, he says, like, I'll give it back to you someday. And he just takes, takes off. off. And, I, and I wrote down, I wrote down, I, I, and I know it's because, I know it's because that this show is animated by Japanese men, and that's just the way they are. But why is Misty dressed like a whore? She's wearing the shortiest shorts and a midriff shirt. And she's For, like, like, a nine-year-old? She's, like, 13 in the show. Is she really? Yeah, Ash is ten, and she's like twelve or thirteen. Okay, well, you know, there's there's some like slutty girls at the trailer park, Sean. Yeah, and all know. all I could think of is that <laughs> all I could think of is this this outfit that Misty wears has inspired legions of like sexy cosplayers. Oh yes, there there have been legions and legions of, it. of not so sexy cosplayers. Oh, <laughs> there's uh, so you know we live in Southern California, and I've I've done we've done we've both done conventions before to like different kinds of conventions, WonderCon, Anime yeah. Expo. Yeah, so Anime Expo. Um, 
There, I mean, there's always like some like uh, there's hairy ass Faye, Faye Valentine, and oh, then there's yeah, really Man- fat Misty. <laughs> so Man Faye is a thing, but that's a, we could do a whole discussion on Man Faye. Just Google search Man Faye. Yeah, he is like a oh, at the time he was an overweight hairy Armenian dude dressed as Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, but I've I've seen like really large women and and old dudes like dressed as Misty, like with the wig and a beard. Yeah. If you've never seen the show, she dresses in basically Daisy Duke. It's a, it's like a yellow tube top, like. A yellow spaghetti strap tube top with yeah. uh, red suspenders and short shorts. Yeah, like like, like booty little, shorts. little Daisy Duke jean shorts with yeah with the red suspenders I mean, and a yellow. It's top. a cutesy like little kids outfit for adults. I mean, she's not drawn to be a sexual like object of desire, but yeah. But at the same time, like the outfit is is like not helping with that. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's just there. There is like a, a cultural difference between here and and abroad. Yeah, maybe, but but. Yeah, that we don't. That's a whole other discussion. So the Spiros um, are chasing Ash and Pikachu in the in the bike, and eventually Ash wipes out, and Pikachu's lying there, and he, Ash decides to take the hit from the Spiros, and he stands up in front of him and is like, "I'll protect you, Pikachu." Yeah, they have this like super dramatic music because it's raining and there's lightning and yeah. stuff, because it's got to be dramatic. Yeah, and he does so. It, as he's like throwing himself to the wolves, so to speak, the 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 Spiro, the Spiro Pikachu, Pikachu like runs up, jumps in front of him, electrocutes the shit out of everything, busts like all the Spiro, um, all, all the Spiro down completely. But he was like super injured, unwilling to do anything, and all yeah. of a sudden he's got the energy to like jump up and do this. Yeah, I wrote down that um, Pikachu just murdered dozens of Spiros because he does that. He blasts them, and then. The next scene that you see is the is the clouds have parted, it's sunny again, and Ash and Pikachu are lying on the ground, looking at each other, kind of talking to each other, and there are no Spiros in sight. He yeah. literally vaporized them. Yeah, They're he gone. vaporized them completely. He... That, this is an ongoing theme for the Pikachu in this show, is he is powerful AF, dude. Yeah, he, he's, he's got OP. All, he's got all the powers... He's somehow like a Zapdos, like on crack. Yeah. Um. So so when they fall, so he falls asleep. They, like they they get knocked out and they wake up. When they wake up, they see this flying Pokemon that says no data, and then um, then the episode ends essentially with yeah. like some dramatic narration. So that so so that that Pokemon, by the way, is this. Um, He's he's a, a legendary bird um, called the Rainbow Pokemon, or he, he's called Ho Oh. He's from Ho Oh um, or Hanu or yeah. Well, he's called Ho Oh, and he's from yeah. Gold and Silver. Um, yeah. He's actually on the box art for the for Pokemon Gold. Which and, it's funny um, that they that it's funny that and they his use... counterpart is Lugia. But but see, what I thought was odd was the original Pokemon game took six years to develop. Yeah. Okay. It, it was a long development cycle for the first game. So that game got released in 96 in Japan. The cartoon show came out like a year later um, in Japan. And the the next game didn't come out for, uh, till like what, almost 2000 I think is when, 2001, something like that is when Somewhere the next one came there, out. Yeah. Gold so, and Silver. Yeah. So when Gold and Silver came out, you've got a character, like a Pokemon that was from the first episode of the show. So it's like they already had all these ideas like kind of running yeah, with I, no I, explanation. In fact, Togepi, who ends up like later on in this first season, is like an egg-type Pokemon that that he's like a psychic fairy Pokemon that that then they can evolve into other Pokemon later, like two other forms in other games. Yeah. He, um, that's also in this show, and they, so they don't really explain that either. I, you um, know, it, it, I think it was an interesting choice to use a Pokemon in... Like, it's obviously a legendary because everyone's, whoa, and, you know, he looks it up and there's nothing there. It's an interesting choice to not just pick one of the legendaries that's in that that universe right there. Yeah. Not pick Moltres or Zapdos or Articuno. Right. It's, instead, you pick one that you're not going to revisit for, like, years. Yeah. It makes no and, sense. And, okay, so the design for, uh, for Ho-Oh, it kind of looks like a dopey fire buzzard. Um, and it's also been quoted as saying that it looks like Sunny from Cocoa Puffs. It kind of does. It's a really weird, kind of poorly drawn uh, Pokemon. Yeah. And uh, and so Ash, in fact, this this uh, Pokemon reappears several times throughout the show. They're all like 930 episodes. Every time he sees one, it's like a big dramatic moment where he kind of picks himself up. It's like a bootstrap moment. Yeah. So um, this episode ends with the Poke Rap, which they go over like. I a- love the Poke Rap. <laughs> okay, fuck you because I love the Poke Rap so much. I used to have the whole thing memorized. Yeah. I still have part of it memorized. So there's uh, a hun- I can do on demand. There's no 150. Question. There's 151 Pokemon or more or to more see. to and- be a Pokemon master is my destiny. <laughs> so there's there's 151 <laughs> or more, 
And each, each, uh, they, they broke it up. Monday through Friday, they would basically complete the Poké Wrap. Because each time they would do it, each episode, they would do about 30 Pokémon. 30 to 33 Pokémon. It's like 20, I think. Uh, 20. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like 20 to... because they, they was, um, there was five separate Poké Wraps. Yeah, so it, wouldn't it be 30 because there's 150? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, uh, so poor math. Beer makes me bad at math. It's all right. So the thing that I learned from this episode is that 10-year-olds are dumb and most of these trainers deserve to die. And I hope they do. <laughs> So, like, can we just talk about the animation here just for a quick second before we go into this? So, I'm sure, I, I figured you were going to complain about the animation style because it's kind of choppy and whatever, but it, it very much exemplifies, like, the rest of the stuff being put out for Saturday Morning Kids cartoons and that kind of stuff you know, from coming from Japan and of its era. I, I, I sort of excused the choppiness a little bit, and I was going okay, to talk about this because I expect choppiness with dubbed cartoons. Where they, they, they try and match the mouth because they, they they already have... Well, I didn't mean that. I just meant like the action and the... Because traditionally... Oh, where it's just like a still image and it's like flashing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... I'm sort of used so, to that. So, an, Japanese anime was originally... It has originally, traditionally been drawn at 17 frames per second. Don't ask me why I know that, but I just know it's it. It's like... Um, so, which is a little... 10 frames shorter than normal. It's usually 24 frames which is second. Which is... That's how many frames are animated. You'll get about 17 animated frames per second, which is why it tends to look a little choppier than normal, which mm-hmm. is why when something looks so good, you're so, like, noticing, you know, the quality of it. Uh, American ones sometimes would get up into the mid-20s, like Darkwing Duck or, or Turtles during the action sequences. Yeah, it just makes it look smoother. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so that's the end of episode one, and then, and then we got... Pokemon Emergency. Yeah, it picks um, up right at the end of episode one, where Pikachu is basically... Yeah, it does like a last time on Pokemon leader. Last there's, time on Pokemon. Yeah, there's like this narrator who always comes in. So, um, they, they end up in Viridian City, which um, in, in the game, Viridian City is like the first major city you come to, and there is a Pokemon gym there that you can't visit until the very end. The yeah. leader, the leader of, of Viridian City Pokemon gym is uh, the leader of Team Rocket. Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni. Yeah. And he has a bunch of Poison-type Pokemon. Is, is, or not Poison-type. He uses, uh, like, Nidoqueen and Nidoking. So they're Poison. Yeah, yeah, they're like poison, like yeah. normal slash poison. Yeah. So um, I think if, if I'm, I again, I have not played the game in a long time. So well, I'll we're think, we're I'll gonna th- play it soon. Yeah. So the episode starts with po- with uh, Ash trying to get Pikachu to Pokemon Center, which Misty tells him there's a Pokemon Center just over there. She like points in a direction, and so Ash gets into Viridian City, and Officer Jenny, who there are thousands of Officer Jennies, they're always uh, animated exactly like the same. It's a cloning system in the Pokemon world. They, uh, she starts profiling him because this is stop and frisk, you know, profiling. She sees him carrying a Pokemon and she immediately thinks that he's stealing it. So she's like, hey, you there, stop. Yeah, she searches his pockets without a warrant. Yeah, um, it's stop and, and frisk. And, with, and without, a reasonable, uh, without reasonable suspicion. I mean, this is Japan. Um, they don't have the Bill of Rights, I guess. Yeah, but they also don't really have much like public violence either. People yeah. are pretty complacent. So, so she pulls out his Pokedex, and that's his ID. And she's like, "Oh, okay, this is you are a trainer. This is your Pokemon." So then Ash is like, "Can you help? Like, I need to get my Pokemon to a Pokemon Center." And so she escorts him there. And this is where I was like, "Wait, Misty said it was right the fuck over there." It is not. She drives him for miles in her freaking motorcycle, and they're just like cruising across the city. Like this is a huge city. And okay, she- and and so that is something that I thought was interesting because. The the policewoman, Officer Jenny, they generally always have Growlithe with them. Yep. Okay. And uh, Growlithe of all form is an Arcanine. And bit of info here, Arcanines run at 238 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. So why the hell are they not riding an Arcanine? Because if you if anybody knows anything about, or if anyone has ever read anything about the uh, about Pokemon, like read their 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 descriptions in the Pokedex. Their descriptions are ridiculous. There are oh, po- there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah. There, are, there are Pokemon that said that their body heat is their body heat is something like 1600 degrees Celsius yeah, it's or like something. Like 20 it's, billion Kelvin or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It, it makes no sense. So so then we get the first appearance of Team Rocket and yeah. Meowth in a hot air balloon, and their voices are different than I was used to. Well, and that's because some of the voice acting um, after the the first run, the 150 something episodes. 
the the actor the voice actor for James changes later when they get to I think it's orange I think it's Orange Island or maybe it's Johto League or one of the later ones the voice actor actually changes and I know this because I watched one of the more recent ones and it was a different James and I hated it so I was very happy to hear the old school James so they're in the hot air balloon uh, Meowth talks. Um, and that's Meowth has some kind of weird like Brooklyn accent yeah so I mean they explain why Meowth talks like way later I think it's like episode 30 or 40 or something but we don't need to go into that so uh, they're there to steal Pokemon and Meowth claims to be in charge he always claims to be in charge even though he's not and uh, so Officer Jenny is they're racing to the Pokemon stop and she does a full fucking power slide through the front door yeah she hops over a fountain and yeah power slides into yeah, the front door yeah she power slides into the front door like full on Mar- Mario Kart drift status yeah, I was um, thinking more like Blues Brothers like, oh yeah yeah she like flies into the, <laughs> flies into the damn uh, shopping mall and then they're in there and Nurse Joy is in there Nurse Joy is like another one of those like uh, characters that is copy and pasted at every location yeah and they, they they write it off by saying that all the nurse joys are sisters the same thing with officer jenny yeah yeah and so it's, it's, so it's convenient yeah and she scolds ash and they have uh they use chances there um to as like as nurse, nurses. nurse pokemon and they take pikachu back to heal him and perform a uh uh like procedure on him but okay in the game all you do is you just put your pokemon in in the ball, and then you hand the, the balls to the nurse, and then you, the music plays. It's like, bum, bum, bada, bum. Yep. And then you get your Pokemon back. Exactly. And then that's it. So why do they need to do a big procedure? I don't know. But he's sitting there in the lobby, and Ash calls his mom, and she's in a bathrobe. And, and as soon as she just, hears that it's him, she like she like pulls off her, her uh, hair turban. And she's Her really, towel turban. Yeah, and she's really only concerned with how often she changes his underwear. Yeah. And so he knows. So after the discussion with this, he notices this ancient art depicting four Pokemon. Uh, uh, it's a it's like a quad screen of like Moltres on the upper left, Articuno on the upper right, Zapdos on the bottom left, and an Arcanine on the bottom right. Now this is a whole other discussion because first he thinks that the Articuno is the Ho Oh, mm-hmm. which we know is not true, but he's dumb because he knows nothing about Pokemon. Yeah. You so, know nothing. But what's interesting about that is there's this whole theory about Arcanine and how Arcanine used to be, at one point he was a legendary, and then he got removed from a legendary. He was originally supposed to play the, uh, he was supposed to be the fire legendary instead of Moltres, but they thought having two birds and then a dog was weird, so they just made it three birds. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. It sort of bled over into the show with this weird plaque that has four Pokemon on it. Yeah, and so Arcanine is actually based off of a Okinawa, it's a artwork for Okinawan folklore, and, you know we could get it all into that and but but at any rate so he's looking at this thing and professor oak calls the hospital professor oak calls the hospital within seconds of him really getting off the phone with his own mom and calls and says that he talked to ash's mom there is a big fan theory by the way that professor oak and his mom just sent him off so that they could bone damn straight and there there's much allusion to this throughout the show that professor oak is just out there to bang ash's mom well, what so what's, which would make Gary his dad? Wait, what? Right? Oh, yeah, no, no, it, it would, would make him, stepdad. It, it would make it would make no, no, no. It was actually make Ash Gary's dad. Excuse me. It would make oh, Ash it would. Gary's, yeah, <laughs> no, it was his stepdad. So, um, so I think it was this episode where so Professor Oak called. That's the thing. He calls the Poke Center, and Ash sort of wanders around and answers the phone at the Poke Center. He's like, hello? That would be like walking into, ho- into a hospital and just randomly answering a phone at the front desk and trying to talk to somebody. Yeah. It, and First of all, okay, th- there's very poor security at, at, this, poke- at this Pokemon Center. Yeah, I, well, I, well, I work in a hospital, and so the idea of somebody walking up and just using a nurse's phone like without like nobody noticing is ridiculous. One question I had is, who pays for these po- Poke Centers? Is this universal health care? Because you just, there, there's never any bills. There's no bills. You just walk in, my Pokemon's hurt. And they're like, okay, There's no discussion it. of... And there's no discussion of money. They always have food. There's never any issues of resources. It's like a weird uh, Star Trek utopia. Yeah. Did you um, catch Did you catch Oak's uh, pizza order? Because he hangs up with Ash because his pizza gets there. He has an anchovy, pineapple, and spinach pizza. I did not catch that, but that sounds really gross. Professor Oak is a fucking weirdo. No, he's a fucking Ninja Turtle. Because he is kind of a Ninja Turtle. Because he orders weird pizza. I'm surprised he didn't get ice cream on that pizza. So then Team Rocket shows up. And they they uh, they don't... It's like... 
they're supposed to be this criminal organization. But they always do their intro, and I love like but, to protect the world from devastation. No, so they do that. Uh, they do their. But they they're supposed to be this criminal organization, but they fly around on a giant fucking meowth balloon. Well, because nothing says a secret criminal organization like giant cat faced hot air balloon. Yeah. So the uh, the Team Rocket shows up, and they're basically going to try and steal all the rare Pokemon from the Poké Center. But they don't know if there's any rare Pokemon there or not. They don't. They're just they're like, just fuck it, we're going to steal everything. It's like a grab bag. Yeah. So, but again, I, I have to I have to re rediscuss the uh, the Team Rocket like intro because um, I love it so much. It, it makes no sense. The whole intro makes I, no sense. To protect the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, to defend the evils of truth and denounce. love, denounce, denounce the evils. That's of right. Truth and love. Yeah, I love I love the Team Rocket thing, I, and I never it never gets old because it's so cheesy. And they so say it every single time. They do. And at one point, at one point, I don't think it's in this episode. It's in another episode. Ash says something like, "Don't you guys get tired of saying the same thing all the time?" Yeah, They're he, like, "Don't ever interrupt us." He mentions that in a couple episodes, like in one of these first six episodes. Actually, he mentions that. So, um, so they come in and they 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 decide to transport. The, so Ash and the gang decide to transport all the Pokemon through the. Uh, to Pewter City through, like, the computer system. Yeah, the, the world um, of Pokemon has super advanced technology. They have teleporters. Yeah, they can basically throw Pokemon into a ball, stick the ball into this machine, it will magically transport it to another city. Yeah. Um, but yet, Ash Ketchum has to walk. Everywhere. Everywhere. Or ride and, a bike. Yeah, or ride a bike. And so, <laughs> Misty decides to fight Team Rocket and tosses out a fucking Goldeen. Yeah. But after talking so much smack about being, like, the world's greatest whatever, well, well, didn't she that... turns out to be terrible at, at, at being a, a trainer, too. Didn't didn't before that, didn't Ash just start throwing random Pokeballs? Yeah, he was throwing out random Pokeballs. He throws out, like, an he throws a Rattata and a Rattata and, then and a, a Pidgey. Pidgey. Yeah, that aren't his. Yeah. Um, and so, he throws these out and... Um, and then there's this huge team of Pikachu's that are like powering the the center, like they because they on cut a, the power. The yeah. Team Rocket cuts the power. It's like their emergency generator. It's a bunch of Pikachu's on a treadmill. Yeah, it, which actually I will say was <laughs> it was kind feel, of funny. No, I feel stupid saying this, but it was really freaking cute. <laughs> the Pokemon, the Pikachu's all walking around. They're like p p p p p p p p. They're just like a generator, and they're like shooting sparks into the. Little yeah, they're receiver. like kind of like little mindless uh, Pikachu's. Too. Yeah, they seem to like kind of not so, care that they're in there. So, bef- when uh, but when, they jump out and they shock everyone. Yeah, when Joy, and, and they they all go into a pile because when Joy brings Pikachu back out, he's got this like light bulb on his head. Yeah, and so then Ash jumps on a bike on on Misty's bike that's been all destroyed. It's like sitting upside down. And he's sitting on it upside down. I don't want to know how that works. Yeah, and he starts um, pedaling. And he starts pedaling this supercharged to generate electricity bike. that then has enough power for Pikachu to blow up the whole building. Yeah. See, this is this is like okay. So Deus Ex Donatello back from our first episode. Yeah. Deus like, Ex Launchpad. It's, yeah, and Deus Ex Launchpad from Darkwing Duck. We now have Deus Ex Pikachu. He's able to do all kinds of stuff that the games never ever allow. Yeah. They never let him do this kind of stuff ever. In fact, yeah. I don't know of any Pokemon that do. The only thing that even comes close is uh, one of the later episodes when they use Metronome, which is which is an yeah. ability that, that casts anything that, that could possibly exist. So, so they defeat Team Rocket. It's the first time where Team Rocket goes, Team Rocket's blasting up again! Which happens in every, yeah, happens yeah. in every episode. And so uh, Pikachu gets healed, and Misty starts following Ash around after after they save the Pokemon Center, yeah. which and is so mostly leaving. blown up. They leave. They go into the Viridian Forest. And right? he sees a Caterpie. And he sees a Caterpie. And then, oh my god, cliffhanger. It ends with him... And trying to catch it. Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna get it. And then he does... Does he do the, the hat thing in this yeah. episode? Well, he so, does a hat thing in like every time... Yeah, but this is, the first, this is the first time that he's done his hat thing. So Actually, when, no. The first time he does the hat thing is um, in his dream. Oh, And, and in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. The, the animation, it's lazy. It's lazily reused. In oh, all episode. the time. It, no, they reuse it every single time where no, he just pulls his no, hat back and... Not that, but but it's so in the very beginning it's so reused because in his dream he's got the uh the Voltorb uh alarm, alarm clock, clock yeah. in his hand and it's got the face of the Volpo- Voltorb uh alarm clock in his hand. Yeah. When it when it's animated. Later on they animate that out, but in those first couple episodes they full on copy and paste it over. Yeah. So, so that's the end of the episode. So the cliffhanger is oh my god, will Ash catch a caterpie? Oh my god. I mean, I, I think for this episode that's probably it because we're we're getting close to time, but but we do have more Pokemon episodes. Yeah, the, the that we, thing we that did. the thing that I got from these first two episodes is I would have just rather played Pokemon than watch this. Well, and and it, you know that's why. So after watching some of these, I texted Sean and I and I and I suggested this idea of us going back and playing the game. 
which we both were on board for because I think I had the same reaction. I, although I don't hate this show like Sean. Sean, I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Okay, I, I, I'll get into it a little bit later in the next episode. I, I didn't completely, I didn't completely dislike it in the way that he does. But I actually, um, I enjoyed it maybe. A little more than than I expected to. Yeah. Um, but 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 the game the game idea uh, it, it's totally true. It, just watching these just makes you want to play the video game. I actually picked up. I have a I have a 3ds and I had I have Pokemon X, which is is actually an older one now. Um, it came out a couple years ago, and I never beat it. I, I got about halfway through the game, and I got like four badges, and I just stopped playing. And after I watched these episodes, I was like, huh. I pick it up again, so I picked it up and I started playing. And I've been playing since I've since I've been watching it. But really, that was the effect it had on me. I was like, this. Honestly, I was like, this is fucking boring. Yeah, I just want to play Pokemon. Like, I don't want to watch these idiots run around. I want to. I want to play it myself. Yeah, I did the same thing because I have. Um, I, I have a Raspberry Pi homebrew system at home with like a thousand games plus on it, and uh, and so I, I have some Game Boy games and Game Boy Color and stuff, and and, and I loaded it up, and I decided that I was going to go back and replay uh, Pokemon Gold or, or Silver, and so I, I have a game going right now that I that I started, but we're going to replay and, the original. Yeah, and see, that's yeah. the thing though, is that th- these shows, like all the other shows, the, they're essentially long commercials for the product, and the product is Pokemon, and so if I guess if the object of the show. You know, is one to entertain, but if we ignore that, if the object of the show is to get you more interested in Pokemon and maybe want to play the games, then and, it completely and, it completely its job. worked on me. But it worked in the opposite way because it's not like I was super excited about Pokemon and I wanted to play it. I just realized I would much rather just play the game than watch this show. Yeah, that's probably true. And you know what? It's a win-win either way. Either you get really excited and you want to play the game, or you're like, "This is stupid. I just want to play the game," and then you play the game. Yeah. So either way, you're going to play the game by their by their their shit. Yeah. yeah. So, ah, we're going to get more into it. We'll try and do the next four episodes in the yeah. next podcast and see if we can knock them all out. Yeah. But I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, until next time, this is Sean and Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. Dragonite Ghastly, Ponytown, Vaporeon, Polyrath,